12. And uh, moving on to another story that we tracked earlier on in the week as well. Today is the eighth day of the sitting by various artists at the offices of the National Arts Council in Newtown, Johannesburg. And at the heart of the matter is the funding agency's alleged unwillingness or inability to avail relief funds to artists and also to answer questions about how the funds have been disbursed, specifically how much of the 300 million rand that was allocated has been disbursed so far. The artists say that this is a legitimate fight against the corruption and unfairness that has been going on at the National Arts Council for years, more specifically now that the 300 million rand presidential stimulus uh, package for artists has been allocated. For more on this, we join on the line by acting chair person of the National Arts Council, uh, Princess Tlilin Adlamini. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Um, good afternoon, Shakila, and good afternoon to all your listeners. And also thank you for affording us the opportunity to be able to engage with you and all your listeners on this very important matter regarding the artists um, and many other artists, by the way, that are not even at the um, certain um, directly, but that are also affected by this matter. Thank you so much uh, for affording us your time, uh, Princess Lamini. So let's just start uh, with a confirmation that you are aware of the issues raised by artists and the fact that they've been uh, staging a sit-in at your offices. Yes, um, it is correct. We are aware of them. And I think it's important that we also um, acknowledge the fact that we are extremely empathetic um, to the artists and what it is that they um, feel as if they've um, been going through in terms of them um, thinking that we are unwilling or we are late in terms of the starting these funds. However, what I would like to do is I would like to um, possibly give you just some context um, of the matter so you can understand what has led to where we are now. Because I do believe that the public, you know, deserves to know, and the artists as well, that, um, you know, are not able to hear the other side of the story. So when we started, um, just also just to note that this new council started on the 1st of January 2021. So we really are a couple of weeks old. Um, and we took over, you know, a time when the NAC was almost completing the PESP process in that they had adjudicated um, all the applications and approved the applications as well. But then what happened was when we then started um, looking at the numbers and looking at the project and getting ready to discuss, we were then made aware of um, some additional additional information that then would have put the PESP in jeopardy and really threatened to compromise the integrity of the presidential program. I'd like to highlight just, you know, four of these issues. The first one was the, the PESP was oversubscribed. So, and this is rightly so because of the need in our sector. There's so many artists, um, you know, that basically need, you know, funding to be able to get their projects off the ground. But then the oversubscription, um, you know, found us in a situation whereby there was not enough money. So PESP funding that had been allocated to the NAC was 300 million. But then the NAC internally, um, you know, before this council had taken over, had then approved applications to the value of 600 million, which left us 300 million short. And of these um, applications, the total number that of, of approved applications, sorry, was 1,374. Of the hundred, sorry, of the 1,300 that then had been approved, excuse me, what then happened was um, 613 of these were then selected 
and I'm going to just say selected in, 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 in code, to say selected for funding at the exclusion of the balance of about 761 approved applicants. So, Sakina, we then, you know, found ourselves in a very difficult situation because everyone had been approved, but then now only a select number was then being forwarded to actually go ahead for funding when everyone had gone through exactly the same process. So then, what was the yes, criteria? Sorry. What was the criteria for uh, those 600-odd uh, uh, people who were then selected so to be a, paid yes. out? It was a very good question. So what we then, of course, were made to understand, um, you know, by, by, by the team when we came in was that they only then selected the first group. You know, so there were two closing dates, the first um, closing date and then the second closing date. second closing date um, was um, between the 21st of November to the 27th of November. So that group that basically applied, you know, a week later, effectively. Now we're then, you know, basically tossed out to say, oh, well, we finished, um, you know, the 300 million on the first group that applied the previous week. So, and then, and I think most importantly, the, and the last um, problem that we then were encountering was that of the 600, group of 600, the first group, some of the applicants had been approved and contracted for more funding than they'd actually requested for. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There was, um, there was an applicant, for example, who had applied for 400000 and then was awarded and contracted for $2.7 million. So you can understand these were the major issues that we then were dealing with to say we would not be able to actually continue discovering what it is that we've discovered. So we then went out and we sought a legal opinion to say, how is it that we can be able to deal with this matter? Legal opinion came back, and they were very clear. They said, number one, all successful applicants had the right to be treated in a way that was lawful, reasonable, and procedurally fair. And they said to us, there is no way we can be able to exclude the second group from the funding because they had gone through exactly the same process they had been adjudicated. They had been approved by exactly the same um, teams and the council exco. And if we were to exclude them, council would have been in contravention of our constitutional and statutory statutory obligations. So these were the problems. Yes. So uh, very interesting there. But if we can just bottom line everything that you've said and uh, perhaps mm. put it in a nutshell, what you're mm. saying is that upon your arrival as the new um, council uh, executive, you found corruption in the process. So I, I, I don't want to say corruption because the minute you say corruption in the absence of an actual investigation, um, you know, I could then be sued for making a, a, a sense of that nature. But you gave an example that suggests exactly that. If someone had been approved for 400,000 rand, how do they mm. end up getting paid out two and a half million rand? Correct. So, um, so I again, as I'm saying, um, Sakina, I, I, you know, I'm just giving you an example of instances that have happened. An investigation, a formal investigation is going to be underway to be able to un- uncover some of the reasons, you know, as to why such decisions have taken place. I'm just saying, you know, because I need to make sure we protect us in this conversation in terms of then making allegations that then, you know, um, could have a completely different turnout. I'm just stating the facts to you. So of the 1,372 applicants who were successful, mm. as you say, um, what's the exact number, 600 and how much? 613. 613 were paid out. Correct. 
So, so 613 were, were contracted. So they were sent through, um, when we then arrived, they had then been sent through grant notification letter to say you then have been awarded X amount. So how much did those 613 applicants receive? So the 613, we I don't have the exact figure, unfortunately, in front of me, but we then have not paid out that money. I think it's very clear, and I want to make that clear to say we were when we arrived in the process, we were still in the process of starting those disbursements. So fortunately for us, we managed to curtail the process and halted because we then said, hold up. Can we just understand what's happening? We understand you've gone out and you've contracted 613, but perhaps let's just wait a bit. So when we then came in, um, and I mean, my, my team will, will correct the figures, you know, with time, but we, had, we would have been to start something like 18 million of the total, um, you know, amount that needed to be dispersed. And then we were then now left with the whole 270, which we then came back and said, okay, to make sure there's fairness across all the beneficiaries. Let's take that um, amount and then um, distribute it amongst all the 1,374 applicants, which then brought us to a guiding figure that said each applicant, if you, let's say, had applied for 10 um, you know, people to be on your project, we would then say 10 times 10,895, because then that was then the guiding figure used to say how can we actually ensure fairness across the board. So how much of the 300 million rand has been dispersed? So we to date, um, as of yesterday, have dispersed 30 million of it. And um, this now is, a, you know, has gone through to about 270 beneficiaries. And um, it, I'm very glad you're asking this question because what we then are, are, are requesting beneficiaries to do is that please can they sign their revised grant notification letters and their revised contracts as well so that we can then be able to continue paying them. A number of GNLs have already been returned, so we are in the process of, um, of basically um, dispersing the funds. We are dispersing on a daily basis. We are um, attempting to make sure that we also publish um, this information because it is um, public you know, information to ensure that People know and they see that we are doing, you know, the job that we are actually meant to do. And lastly, as well on that, Sakina, by the 31st of March, National Treasury, Department of Art and Culture, are expecting these funds to have just been completely dispersed. So we, it is in our interest, as much as the, in, as the artists themselves, to make sure that by the 31st of March, these funds have left our account so that we don't have a situation where we then have to return them back. We're in conversation with the acting chairperson of the National Arts Council, Princess Tlelente Dlamini. How much of that 300 million mm-hmm. is still on your books? So the balance of, you know, basically that amount. So the, in, in terms of what would then still need to go out, we're sitting with about... 250 million that still need to go out, taking into consideration that um, of the 300 million, a certain portion, a certain percentage of it goes towards the entity for administrative purposes. So then um, the balance of that, I think, was sitting now at about 200, or plus minus 250 million that still needs to be dispersed. And, and actually is being dispersed, not even that still needs to, it is currently being dispersed. So, given what you've just told us uh, about, uh, you know, being in everybody's interest that that money mm. actually leaves your coffers mm. by the end of this month, mm. when and where will this information be published for the benefit of the beneficiaries? <laughs> so, 
Sakina, let me just um, outline to you, I think, the efforts that, you know, we've attempted on our side. And, and in, by no way am I saying it's enough, because I, I do believe there's always room to do more. There's always room to communicate better as well. So what, when we then started, and of course we realized that we were in the situation that we're in and then got into a process where we then had um, said, let's just revisit everything that, you know, has to do with this program. We said, even though we are sitting and revisiting and, and trying to revise the program to make sure that it's equitable across everyone, we would like to um, engage industry directly. So every single Friday afternoon, we have an industry briefing where we invite, um, you know, members of the industry, all artists, all applicants, I mean, organizations, federations, everyone. It is an open public meeting where we as council members have even dedicated ourselves to say we are going to be sitting in and we are going to be the ones directly answering, um, you know, to everyone that is asking us questions. So we've held two industry briefings where um, a lot of the applicants, I think, um, you know, are voicing out what their concerns and we are also then taking them in and then trying to address them. Um, we also issue out um, press releases. Um, I, I think, though, one of the things that I, I, you know, when we spoke to the team, excuse me, at, at, at today's meeting, was to make a request to say, perhaps let's start communicating more. Let's just maybe start putting out adverts so that people can then be urged to sign these grant notification letters and contracts so that they can get paid. We need to pay them. We want to pay them. The money is there for them. No one has stolen any money. And I think it is very important that we are able to communicate this um, to you, Sakina, and to your listeners as well. And just a final question. Have you communicated with uh, the uh, artists staging the city? Yes, thank you for asking that question. But the first day when they actually came um, to engage us, we, they made a request and they said they'd like to see council. Um, and a council, council then sent through a representative um, to go and meet with them. And um, please understand the way our structure is at the NAC is that it consists of provincial representatives. So our council members are sitting across the country in every province. So it is physically impossible for them to meet with all of us at one go. So we then sent the council member to meet with them. They engage with the council member. They, they asked for what it was that they asked, were asking for. We um, provided them on that day with, the info, with some of the information that they requested. And what we didn't have, we told them that we would come back to them or we would publish on our website. Because it's also very important to understand that they are a group of 10 to 15 people, um, you know, but we've got thousands of other applicants that we need to also make sure that we are providing similar information to. So we enge- for the council member engage them. Um, the acting CEO has also sat and engaged with them. Um, and our council spokesperson is actually engaging with them on a daily basis. Um, and when we engage them, we are repeating the same thing to say the information that they are requesting is on our website. Payments are happening every day, um, and we, there is no way, it is going to be physically impo- impossible for all council members to fly to Johannesburg, to the NAC offices to meet with them. So we are doing the best that we can in terms of, you know, attempting to reach out to them virtually, and we are hoping that they can actually, you know, um, agree to, to, to sit and meet with us um, on a virtual platform. 
Princess Lamini, thanks for your time. Acting Chairperson of the National Arts Council, Princess Kalentle Lamini. And uh, remember, earlier on in the week, uh, we spoke to Spongileng Ngoma, who is, of course, an opera singer and uh, one of the participants of that particular sitting, uh, the initiator, we understand. Spongile, thanks for speaking to us once again. Now, what is your response to what uh, the executive are saying now? Um, I mean, you've been listening to this. Are you satisfied with their response uh, from what you've just heard? Hi, Sakina. Thank you for having me. And hello to your listeners. I'm gobsmacked, actually. I can't believe that the acting chairperson of the council of the NAC, a whole princess just came out and told the whole nation of South Africa blatant lies. The, the last person to speak to us on Wednesday was Julie, the acting CEO, when she left the meeting that was broadcast live on Facebook. And uh, the spokesperson for the council called us on Sunday to tell us to leave because they, they need to come back to work. And we said we were not leaving until we get the information we came for. And on top of that, even yesterday, we still live streamed with the um, uh, provincial representatives, and we said we have no need to meet with the council. They don't need to fly anyway. All we need is for them to publish the list. Once they do that, I even said to Shane Maja yesterday, once they publish that list, we are out of this building. Now, I cannot believe that she actually came out here and she says that they are in contact with us on a daily basis. That's just a blatant lie. They haven't been in touch with us. And to say that one of their council members came to to speak to us is another blatant lie. And I mean, in terms of the information about the actual PESP itself and how much has been paid, there are so many inconsistencies, but I don't even want to unpack it for you. I could just send you an email with the actual figures and you can read it out for yourself and see just the level of inconsistency. On top of that, what she is saying and what the Department of Sports and Arts Arts and Culture said to the Portfolio Committee yesterday, the figures don't even tally. So I'm just gobsmacked. Well, we have it on record, and please do send that email through, uh, Sakina, S-A-K-I-N-A, at uh, safm.co.za, because we will keep this one going. I asked uh, Princess Lamini, uh, directly, how much of that three hundred million was still on their books? And she said it's the remainder, so it would be the two hundred and seventy million, um, of course, minus the thirty million that has been paid. She said it's actually two hundred and fifty million. I was listening to her. Oh, did she say two fifty? She, she, she said the remainder of the yeah. three hundred million. So I was calculating in my head. She said the three, the remainder from the three hundred million right now would be about two hundred and fifty million. No, it's 270. That's what it should be. She said it's the remainder. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We we can count a little bit. Yeah. So, (laughs) so, uh, but what what are you, what is your plan of action uh, going forward? Because uh, as she says, it's in everybody's interest because National Treasury may come and take those funds back. So it's in everybody's interest to actually disperse by the end of this month. Yes. Everybody's interest is that Treasury takes that money away from people who have no 
best interests of the artist. Because if it's not going to get to the artist, then the treasury must take it away from them. And you say it's not going to get to the artist. What are your assumptions in this regard? What what do you think is going on? Okay, factually, you know, I like that she speaks facts. Factually, they've managed to pay on average 28 people over four days. And they had said they would pay 50 people a day. And so far, it's not even 10 a day. Even if it was 10 people a day, you're still looking at 210 people. And they are saying they are committing to paying by the 31st of March. Can we calculate 21 days? That's 210 people. You have a list of 1,200 plus people. When are they going to finish paying people? Well, I tell you what, please send me that email, uh, Swangile, and of course, uh, let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep it open and uh, until there is some uh, resolution in this regard. But thanks so much once more for your time. Opera singer Swangile Ngoma, one of the artists participating in the sitting at the offices of the National Arts Council in Newtown, Johannesburg.